If you have music in you, you should sing. Even if you don't sing in tune, who cares? If you can dance and you've got the dancing in you, you should dance. If you've got the art in you, the sport in you, the business in you, the invention in you, the creativity in you, you should do it, yeah? So why do so many people get hijacked by their parents, their friends, uh, their teachers? People say to them, you can't do it, it's not possible, it won't work for you. And hijack, and the definition of hijack, of course, is you want to go this direction or you want to go somewhere and somebody stops you from going by force. Now, nobody's going to hold you down and say you can't be an exercise professional or you can't be a professional sports person, you can't own your own business, you can't be a singer, you can't be a dancer. They probably won't tie you down. But is it possible that people can get inside your headspace and talk you out of something that you are really excited about because they play on your own self-belief or your own self-esteem, self-confidence? They tell you you can't. It might be somebody that you respect, somebody that you trust, and because they've said you can't, you believe them. Well, here's a great question. In fact, there's two. One is, how do you know that you can do it or you can't do it? You actually will never know until you actually do it. Does that make sense? People say, oh, I've got self-belief, I can do it. It doesn't matter how much you believe in yourself. If you don't go and do it, you haven't done it, which means you don't know that you can do it. The second part of that is, why do people tell you that you can't? How do they know? Uh, maybe they've tried it and it didn't work for them. Maybe they had a go and they failed. But if you take on definition of failure, which is give up. So the only reason that you can ever fail is if you give up. So if you start and never give up, you can never fail because you're always heading towards your purpose. You're heading towards your goal. Now, a lot of people are not heading towards their goal. They're heading away from their goal. I can't do it. It's not possible. And they've believed other people or... Uh, they had a go, it got hard or complicated or challenging or they couldn't afford it or somebody told them they couldn't do it and they just stopped. Well, that doesn't mean that you can't do it. And I'm sharing that very passionately because when you've got the music in you, wouldn't it be really sad to get to the end of your life and look back over your life with regret? I could have, I should have, I would have if I didn't let people hold me back, but I didn't. And there's actually no should have, could have, would have. They're just silly words. You either did or you didn't. I did it or I didn't do it. But the next part of that is I did it, but how well did I do it? And you can't do anything well until you start. You can't become a genius until you start learning. You can't become an elite athlete until you start throwing the ball, kicking the ball, running, punching, whatever it is your sport is. You have to start the sport before you can get really good at it. So if you don't start, you'll never do it. To get started means that you're on track. And if you never give up, then you can never fail. And I'm really, uh, this is like uh, I'm being your mum or your grandma. Uh, and if your mum or your grandma are really supportive of you, I'm really happy about that because I work with, deal with, have to uh, get fascinated by every single day, literally every day, people's parents, family, friends, partner, who try and hold them back for their, from their dream. People who want to be a musician, even if you can't play the piano or you can't play the saxophone or you can't play the drums, uh, is it possible that if you start and you never give up, they'll actually get good at it? And that's not some airy-fairy motivational thing. That's just, uh, it doesn't matter what you take up. And all the experts in the world at anything, anybody that's good at anything, whether they've got natural talent or no talent, 
if you start something and you practice it and you never give up on it, you're going to get good at it. So it's 10,000 hours is the number. Anybody that's an elite athlete, a musician, a singer, a dancer, a business person, anybody that's got any kind of creative drive inside them, any kind of ambition inside them and they've actually done it, uh, the experts that then study those people, and isn't that interesting? There's people who do it, there's people who study the people that have done it, and then there's people that say that you can't do it. Isn't that interesting? Well, the people that study the people that have done it will all tell you exactly the same thing. It's about 10,000 hours. Now, it might be 10,001, it might be 9,999. I don't know the exact number, but it's about 10,000 hours. Now, if you can't play the piano right now and you say to yourself, I can't, I'm not going to start, it's never going to work for me, I'd love to be a musician, I'd love to play the piano for thousands of people, but I can't. Well, of course you can't and you won't and you're right and you better believe yourself because you've just told yourself you can't and it's just not possible. But if you started playing the piano today and every day you practice and you do 10,000 hours of practice, guess what? <laughs> you too could play the piano or any other dream goal, ambition, achievement, win, doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you want to do, you can do it. I always use the example of exercise. The human body, is a, it's, a, it's on our side. Even if you're completely unfit now and you're completely out of shape, overweight, can't walk to the letterbox, can't walk to the fridge without puffing to get a drink, if you start puffing, you will get fitter. If you start doing something every day that overloads your heart and lungs, you'll get fitter. And before you know it, you'll be able to walk fast to the fridge, you'll be able to run to the fridge, you'll be able to sprint to the fridge because you get fitter. Same with getting stronger. People say, I'm really weak. Yes, of course you are if you don't overload your muscles and bones. But it's interesting, uh, and because I'm an exercise professional and for most of my life, I've watched people go from can't lift it, five kilos, one plate, own body weight, through to all of a sudden I'm lifting 50 kilos, 100 kilos, 150 kilos. Women who think they can't, literally can't lift their own body weight, they get sore legs when they squat. And within a very short period of time, by overloading their muscles and bones and giving their muscles time to recover, they're now lifting 50 kilos, 150 kilos, 200 kilos, and they're strong, powerful women. The human body's on your side, not just your body though, your brain. If you overload your brain, if you force it to think differently, and that, that's where the, the combination of exercise and uh, brain challenge comes together. Because when you exercise really hard, when you get puffed and when you lift heavy, and I'm going to say that again, it's not going for a walk, it's not lifting light weights, it's not wandering around the neighbourhood, uh, admiring the uh, the view that's a beautiful thing to do but that's not the thing that's going to change your brain or change your body you've got to get puffed and you've got to get strong or you've got to get puffed you've got to lift heavy to get fit and strong and when both of those things happen you have a chemical change in your brain so the big one of course is when you produce stress exercise produces stress I know the world throws stress at us but when you are stressed if you listen to your body it will provide you with epinephrine adrenaline cortisol which is an anti-inflammatory a whole catecholamine system, which is the get out of there, fight and flight, or turn and fight, that whole chemical process, once you've overloaded your body, once you've overcome the challenge, once you've stressed it and won, so you've either got away or you've killed it, now your brain fills up with dopamine reward drugs, so you feel amazing, I'm a legend, I overcame the challenge, Two, serotonin, which is a I feel good about my life, it's a satisfaction neurotransmitter in your brain. 
The big one is brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for every part of your brain. So everything that happens in your brain, and if I ask the question, what does your brain control? Most of us, even without any knowledge of neuroscience, would say, well, if I don't have a brain, my body doesn't function, I'd be dead. So if your brain is constantly getting fertilized from lifting heavy and getting puffed, and you produce brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is the, the largest amount of BDNF gets pumped when you lift heavy and when you punch hard, when you get puffed, when you do when you overload your body. Brain-derived neurotropic factor makes all of your brain work better. It gives you better flow of dopamine, better flow of serotonin, better flow of endorphins, makes all the connections between the synapses in your brain work better. So your left and right brain works better together. You can think more creatively. You can do more. You can drop off your old brain cells, the ones that told you that you can't, and now you can. So there's the connection. If you get fit and strong, your brain changes so you can do anything. So here's a great idea because I'm all about solutions and strategies and here's a plan to make it happen. First of all, if you've got people in your life telling you that you, that you can't, people who are trying to hijack your dream, you want to do this, you're passionate about doing this and they're trying to take you in a different direction and force you to stop doing that, you could block your ears, you could wear earplugs, you could not go to their house anymore. You could turn off them from social media. You could stop putting people into your life that tell you that you can't do it. Get rid of the hijackers out of your life. If you, are, if you own an airline, the, the thing that you want to do is get rid of the hijackers. They're not good for business. In your own brain, if somebody's trying to hijack your dream, get them out. Put them in jail. <laughs> Take them away. You don't want them in your life. They're damaging your life. And why would we do that? Why would we have somebody in our life who's trying to hijack our dream? So block your ears. Don't go visit them anymore. Turn off your social media. Invest time with people who tell you, you can. This is how. What's the time frame? And they hold you accountable. Why not invest time with people who, A, believe in you. And sometimes you need, if you've got no belief in yourself, you need people who believe in you. And I get that because if you haven't done it before, you don't know that you can do it. And I always use the example, I never believed I could run a marathon. I just didn't believe it. I used to do lots of half marathons. I think I got up to 17. And every time I finished the half marathon, I'd say, how the hell could you go and do another 21 kilometers? It just would be too hard. And of course, if I'm saying that to myself, it's gonna to be too hard. But I got this great advice from a marathon runner who had run lots of marathons. You ready? And the advice was this, Rowie, if you want to run a marathon, you get to the start line. When the gun goes off, you start running. And when you go across the finish line, you stop running. That's it. You don't give up. You don't give yourself an option to fail. You don't let somebody hijack you and say, well, if you get halfway and you get tired, it'd be all right to stop. Well, no, if you want to be a marathon runner, you can't stop halfway. You'd still be a half marathoner. I hate that now, that's the expression. I've run half a marathon, half a. Why don't you just go and do it? Now, that's just my opinion for everything. If you've got a dream, if you've got a goal, don't stop halfway. Don't let somebody hijack your dream. Listen to the people that have done it and just go, yeah, if they can do it, I can do it. It's just a matter of how. If you have the music in you, if you've got a dream, if you've got a goal, and I deal with people every day from... I want to start my own business to I want to be an elite athlete to I'm a dancer, I'm a singer, I'm an artist, I want to be an exercise professional and it's really sad how many times I have to listen to this, I want to be but my mum told me I can't, I'd like to do that but my family said that I'm not good enough, 
I would love to go to Europe and play in an orchestra, but everyone's told me that it's not possible for me because there's too many other people trying to do that. And the really big one, you can't be an exercise professional, you can't have your own gym, you can't have a, have a boot camp, you can't have a personal training studio at home because there's too many of those. Well, here's an interesting thing to consider. When I started in this profession, it was the opposite. People said to me, you can't be successful in the exercise profession because it's not a profession. There's no personal trainers. You'll never make any money. You'll ne it'll never work for you. No one's ever going to have a personal trainer. I wish, I literally wish I had a dollar for every time somebody said to me, nobody's ever going to pay to do personal training. Well, now... 40 years later, this is what I'm hearing almost every day. Don't become a personal trainer. There's too many personal trainers. There's too many gyms. There's too many personal training studios. You will get lost in the crowd. Well, here's the beautiful thing about anything, whether you're an elite athlete, a singer, a dancer, a business person, an exercise professional, it doesn't matter. When you are unique, when you're different, when you're passionate, and I always talk about the sweet spot. You are passionate about what you do. That's the first spot. You want to be really good at it, so you keep practicing and learning and training to get really good at it. And the third circle is that you want to add massive value to people's lives. So I'm, I'm gonna ask you a really personal, deep question. It's, and to me, this is really important because I want people to have a career or business that they love. That's what I wake up every day wanting for everybody. If you are doing something that you are so passionate about that you would do it for free, you love it. It's to you, you know this is what you wanna do. So that's circle number one. Oh, I love it, I do it for free. I love it so much I do it for free. Number two, I wanna keep training and educating and learning to get better at it. So that's number two circle. Number three is I wanna add massive value to people's lives. In the middle of that is the sweet spot. Here's my personal question. If you wake up every day doing what you love, you are doing 10,000 hours or more of practicing, training, learning, ongoing education to get better at it every day. And if what you're doing is adding massive value to people's lives, sweet spot, how could you fail? Now, even if you think you can fail by doing that, it's impossible. But even if you, if you want to argue with me, the only definition of failure is if you give up. So the only person responsible for your failure is if you decide to give up. Now, you could say my mum told me I couldn't or my family didn't support me or my teachers told me I was dumb or the the world hasn't given me enough money or I come from the wrong place. But this is one of those beautiful things and I share this with you passionately, openly, uh, almost, some people say unbelievably. I ran away from home when I was just under 15 years of age. I was 14 and nine months. I didn't, I have the equivalent of a year nine education. But from the day that I ran away from home, every single day I've done what I'm passionate about. I am this unique individual that's never had a job, never worked for somebody I didn't like, never had to wake up and hate what I do. Every single day of my life I've been an exercise professional. So whether that was a group exercise instructor, a personal trainer, a gym instructor, I manage health clubs all over the world. All of my life I've loved every day doing what I love to do. Even though everybody told me I couldn't. My family, my teachers, my... I didn't have a support mechanism because everybody said you can't have a career in the exercise profession because there wasn't one. There were no personal trainers, gyms were dodgy, and there was nothing. But I knew this is what I wanted to do. So every day I've woken up doing what I love. Every day since I've left school, I've trained, educated, and I do ongoing learning 
every day, not five days, not six, seven. Every day I'm learning about anatomy, physiology, neuroscience, the endocrine system. How does the cardiovascular system work? Yesterday I had this fantastic lecture on how does the excretory system work? How do we poo and wee? I'm really excited to learn about that in depth. What do the urologists know that I don't know? What do the gastroenteritis or the gastrointestinal doctors know that I don't know? I want to learn that stuff. So every day I'm training, learning, educating to get better at what I do. So I'm doing what I love. I'm getting better at it every day. And here's the beautiful thing about being an exercise professional or a singer or a dancer or a sports person or somebody who has a product that adds value to people's lives. You will add value to people's lives. Our product as exercise professionals is the best in the world. Our product helps people to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of their lives. It prevents coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, depression, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, dementia. Every big killer disease is helped by or prevented by or cured by exercise. We help improve people's self-esteem and self-confidence. We give people great hair, great skin, great nails. So we work even better than the beauty industry. We give people great posture, strong bones, uh, a body that can burn up calories, food, fat, sugar really fast. We give people a brain that works really well so they have brain-derived neurotropic factor pumping through their brain. We help people uh, with stress and anxiety because when you get stressed and you exercise, you improve the whole endocrine system. Your hormones become something that you can control rather than your hormones being in control of you. That's what we do as exercise professionals. So if you're passionate about it, if you keep learning about it and getting better at it, and circle number three is add value to people's lives. Can you imagine what it's like? Somebody comes to you weak, unfit, depressed, sick, overweight, angry with life, and you take them from that person to, I feel energetic, I feel fit, I'm lean, I've got a better job now, and I'm going to give you a very personal story. I had a lady that came to me and she said, one of my favorite uh, client stories uh, I always ask, what is your number one goal? That's always the most important thing. What do you want to do right now? What's the most important thing to you? And she said to me, I want to kill my husband. <laughs> the reason for that, and I say that with a bit of a giggle because she was very serious, I think. Uh, but when I share this story with you, you'll understand while I'm giggling. She was really angry with her husband. He'd left her for a younger fitter, skinnier woman, I think she called it, a skinny B-I-T-C-H was what she called her, and I want to kill him. So we, we tried to uh, manoeuvre that picture around a little bit <laughs> to if you were strong enough, fit enough, healthy enough, uh, what would that look like for you? And she said, I would be Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2. And if you haven't seen that movie, the movie kind of starts with this really fit, lean-looking woman doing a big pile of chin-ups really easily. She said, I want to be fit and strong enough, like Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2, so I can kill my husband. <laughs> so we went straight to the chin bar. After we had done the initial chat and I knew exactly what her goals were, her short-term goals, her medium-term goals, and her long-term goals, and that very first day we went to the chin-up bar and with a lot of help and support, she pumped out one chin-up. So that was day one. Angry, overweight. Uh, in her own words, she said, I'm a daggy, dumpy old lady. I look terrible. I am terrible. That's why my husband left me and I bloody hate him. So she was blaming the world and very unhappy with herself. In a very short period of time, and I'm going to skip the training period, we trained regularly, we talked regularly, we set goals for her regularly. 
And there came a day where she walked up to the chin bar. And I won't say she walked, she strutted to the chin bar, put her hands on the bar and pulled herself up. And she did 10 of those with perfect form in a very short period of time because the body gets strong really quickly. The brain gets powerful really quickly. You, you change your chemistry when you exercise with intensity, which is what we did. We just did sprint training and lifting heavy. Everything in your body changes. But here's what else changed. She quit the lousy, stinking, rotten job that she hated. She threw out every scrap of clothing in her wardrobe because A, it didn't fit her, and two, it was daggy. And she bought a whole new wardrobe of clothes. She met a beautiful, gorgeous, younger man who she then went travelling around the world with in a very short period of time. Can you understand why I love what I do? Do what you're passionate about. Become the best in the world at it. Understand your anatomy and physiology so you can take somebody in a very short period of time from hating themselves to loving their life, from being unfit and unhealthy to being fit and strong. You can't do that if you don't train, learn and educate how the human body works. But I want to because I'm an exercise professional. I'm doing what I love. I want to get better at it. But what kind of value are we adding to people's lives? If you could, and I'll, use, I'll just give you one more example. If you meet somebody, let's say they're a, a male or female, doesn't matter, but they're a top level executive of a company. And let's say, or they own their own business. And let's say they earn top level CEOs now, 300,000, 400,000, half a million dollars a year. What kind of house do you think they're living in? Uh, probably now it'll be a three or four million dollar home, depending on which city they live in, uh, and whether that's euros or American dollars or whatever country you live in. Uh, what kind of car will they be driving? Uh, probably a very expensive one. Now it might be a Tesla or it might be a, a BMW, but they're gonna have an expensive car and it's gonna be around about $100,000, maybe more. If that person is out of shape, unfit, unhealthy, but they have to run a company or they own their own business, so they're under stress, they're overweight, they're, they, they have to try and fit things into their life, they're constantly juggling, and you can get them really fit and strong, how much would that be worth to them? Different question. If that person could go into a shop and buy a healthy, fit, strong body, how much would they pay for it? They've spent two, three, four, five million dollars on their home, a hundred thousand dollars or more on their car. Don't you think they would invest even more than that on being able to get a healthy, fit, strong body? That's how valuable it is. When I ask the question, how much value do you add to people's lives, your business, your personality, your passion? If you're an exercise professional, that's the value you add to people's lives. Now, if you're a sports person, a singer, a dancer, we go to concerts because they add value to our lives. We go to sporting events because they add value to our lives. Most people don't pay big bucks, though, to go to sporting events where people don't play very well. We don't pay big bucks to go to a concert where the person doesn't sing very well or the dancers are terrible. We want to see the best in the world, and that's why that beautiful circle sweet spot works. Do what you're passionate about. I don't care what it is. Just find it and do it. Become the best in the world at it because you're learning, practicing, training, educating, ongoing training every day. And then add massive value to people's lives. If you put that together with this beautiful thing called don't give up, because the only definition of failure is if you give up. So if you never give up, you'll never fail. Please don't let somebody hijack your dream. Please, please.